enjoy another life-changing message from Pastor Steve Ciccolanti, made possible by friends and partners of Discover Ministries. And now, here is your host, Pastor Steve Ciccolanti. Papa, what are all these denominations, and what do they mean? Well, we just read in 1 Timothy, I think it's chapter 3, that Paul says, don't neglect the gift that is in you, that was put in you by the laying on of hands of the elders. One denomination took that word, elders, which is presbyteros in Greek, and made a denomination called Presbyterian. A lot of the denominations in different religions are about who has the control. So the Presbyterians believe the elders have the control, not the pastor. Now, if you're apostolic, you believe apostles have the control, not the pastor. So that's basically what a lot of denominations are named after, is the control. What about Lutheran? That one is named after their founder. So they're following their founder, Martin Luther. So they call themselves Lutheran. What about Catholic? Well, the Catholics were the ones that Martin Luther separated from. And that word Catholic in Latin means universal. So in a way, it means everyone else is wrong. They're the universal faith, nobody else. What about Pentecostal? Well, the Pentecostals are probably different from all the other naming because it's not actually a denomination that is controlled by any single one body or group or elders or pastors or apostles. It's actually more based on the biblical experience of Pentecost, which is in Acts 2 and 8 and 9, 19, also chapter 10 of Acts. So it's the experience of receiving the fullness of the Holy Spirit. So it's interesting that we call that a denomination, but it's not formally a denomination the way that Catholics and Orthodox and Methodists and Lutherans are. What about Anglican? That one's based on nationality. So because Henry VIII did not want to be with the Catholics, he separated and declared himself the head of that church. That's called the Church of England or the Anglican Church. So a lot of churches are also based on nations like Greek Orthodox, Anglican, Syrian Orthodox, uh, Egyptian Coptic. They're based on a nation. So it's a strange thing because that means that if you're not ethnically that group, then you really don't belong in that denomination. But faith is of the heart, isn't it? Faith is not of the skin, not of your where you happen to be born. But God recognizes nations as a political unit, but I don't think that as a religious unit, it should be its own identity. What about Mormon? Well, Mormon, they're very nice people, but we don't believe that they believe the orthodox beliefs of Christianity. They believe that Joseph Smith was a new prophet. Then they, he added a book called the Book of Mormons, that Jesus didn't die on the cross. And Jesus went over to America and preached to the lost tribes of the American Indians. There's not a lot of history or archaeology that proves that. But generally, they're very moral people, and they do honor uh, the Bible but they add to it. So we would not want to do that because Revelation says anyone who adds to this book, God will add to the plagues, add to him the plagues that are contained in this book. And anyone who takes away from this book, God will take his name out of the book of life. So I think they're quite sincere and nice people, but it does mean that doctrine matters. What Jesus said and who he says he is, he says he's God, he died on the cross, he rose again from the dead, and he never went to America. He ascended up to heaven. So... This is what we call an unorthodox, unorthodox branch of Christianity. What about Calvinists? A Calvinist is the one that follows John Calvin. He lived around the same time as Martin Luther. He's called a reformer. Uh, 
And John Calvin has a doctrine that is peculiar to him, which is predestination. Of course, they believe that they're right and everyone else is wrong. Uh, we believe that God gave free choice, and yet God knows what man would choose. So that's why it, it seems like he has predestined certain things, but actually he gives us free choice. So a Calvinist generally believes that everything is determined, but that makes it very difficult to pray. If God's determined everything, why pray? If God's determined who's going to be saved, then why go on mission trips? So these things are a bit problematic to us, but we consider them brothers and sisters in Christ, and we don't really spend any time criticizing them. Uh, generally, I notice the very intellectual people, they gravitate towards John Calvin. So when you deal with things of the spirit, it's more spontaneous, less predictable. So Calvinists generally don't like that. They like to follow their ideas, their formulas. So John Calvin laid it out. They even have the five points of Calvinism. But these days, you know, everything's mixed up and people are sharing knowledge. Some of the best Pentecostals I know in the world are supposed to be Calvinists, supposedly Calvinists, and they're the Presbyterians of Korea. They are so on fire. They pray in tongues more than the many American Pentecostals. And yet they would consider themselves, in a way, a limited Calvinist. They're Calvinists, but they're not, not absolutely dogmatic about every point of Calvinism. So it's hard to judge people like that. But because you're asking me why the denominations are called that way, this is the, the easiest answer. But people don't like to be labeled and they get angry if they, they feel like they're being pigeonholed. People are free to believe what they believe, but I think to name yourself after a person or a nation, it's not biblical, it's not necessary, because we should be thinking about what has God given us on this earth that we should experience, what are the things that God wants to do in our lives that are supernatural, because the natural things you can just do in a club, but Christianity is a supernatural faith. You know, we believe in a supernatural God that came to be born in the flesh. He resurrected from the dead. It was a supernatural act. Being baptized in the Holy Spirit is supernatural. Thank you, baby, for helping answer. Does that answer all your questions? What about Methodists? Well, that's an interesting one. The Methodists started out with experience. John Wesley and Charles Wesley, they were originally Anglicans. Then they had some, they by their own confession, a baptism of the Spirit. And so they went out and preaching outdoors. They had people fall under the power. You would think today that they were like the Pentecostals or the Charismatics. But over time, because Charles, I think in the beginning, wasn't a, a very good student, he asked John for help to, to study well. And, you know, he developed a method of following his faith and deepening his faith. And people named him different things, you know, like I think some kind of holiness movement. And then they called him Wesleyans because that was their last name. But finally, they called them Methodists, and that was the name that stuck. But I think that's a bit unfair because they had a lot of experiences. There was a lot of multifaceted things that would have described John and Charles Wesley. But in the end, people chose Methodists, and then Methodists gave way to the Uniting Church because some of the older denominations, they ended up combining like the Congregationalists. We don't hear of Congregationalists anymore. That's a form of government. Presbyterian is a form of government. And then the Methodists, they all combined into a body now called the Uniting Church. Uh, even that in Australia is, is dwindling. A lot of the churches are closing down, selling off their properties. So we have, sometimes we have uh, Presbyterians, Uniting Church people, leaders. They will end up coming to our, our church and they'll listen to me, just feed them for a little while. So they're wonderful ministers in all the different denominations. But 
I don't think people like to be pigeonholed, and I don't think God gets pigeonholed. Like if you say, is God Methodist, Presbyterian, Baptist, Pentecostal? Probably he's a little bit of all of them, isn't he? You know, he's the full expression, and we just choose to focus on one part only. And I think that's a shame because life is short. We should try to get all of God that we can get without limiting him and without saying, well, that's not what my denomination preaches or believes. Son, what, do you have a question? What about Muslims or Buddhists? Muslims and Buddhists also have the same thing. They mainly divide based on leadership. So the Muslims are divided into two main sects, the Shias and the Sunnis. And they split up as soon as Muhammad died. They argued over who uh, should have power, a blood relative of Muhammad or a favorite disciple of Muhammad. And same thing happened with Buddhism. Buddha had a favorite disciple named Ananda, and that's what the Theravadas believed that they should follow. But then the Mahayana believed they should follow their bodhisattvas. They're the, um, it's the reincarnation, some of the gods and goddesses that uh, they follow, Those like Guan Yin. Guan Yin is a goddess they follow in Mahayana. They create different political structures within their religion, and then they split over that. Who's going to control the religion? So it's the same in most, most religions like that. What religion is it? What religions are the Greeks? The Greeks are traditionally they're Orthodox. So that's based on kind of the same word as the Catholics. They're based on their doctrine is traditional and is correct. And so they believe in by implication they believe everyone else is wrong. So they're Orthodox. But we don't we don't think the word is bad. Orthodox means that you believe what's fundamentally accepted in Christianity, like Jesus is God, he died and rose again from the dead, God is a Trinity. These are all orthodox beliefs. So most Greeks are supposed to believe that by tradition, but faith is faith has to be personal. You have to make a personal confession of faith in Jesus Christ to be a born-again Christian and go to heaven. So it's not in the end, it's not the denomination you happen to join or your parents took you to. You have to have a personal repentance and faith in Jesus to go to heaven. Look up, look up, yeah. You've been listening to Pastor Steve Ciccolanti, a prophetic voice in our time. And this ministry is made possible by the generosity of partners and friends. Please consider becoming one today. For more information about Discover Ministries or to obtain teaching resources to help you grow spiritually, visit our web store at discover.org.au. Pastor Steve wants to remind you, love God, love people and look up.